Welcome to On The Rise Podcast with your hosts, Sam and Evan. Hello and welcome to On The Rise Podcast. My name is Sam Donzig alongside my co-host Evan Brown. We're going to start today in the MLB regarding the MVP race and the discussion of is Mike Trout still worthy of an MVP candidate despite being injured a majority of the season? He did have some good stats during the season. 45 home runs, 104 RBIs with a 430 on-base percentage along with a 291 batting average. What are your thoughts there compared to Bregman as well? Is he still worthy of an MVP candidate? I think it's going to be really close for sure uh, between these uh, two really good candidates. Uh, Bregman has had a good season. He's led to his team having more success in the season for sure. The Angels obviously missing out in the playoffs. The Astros being a 100-win team. Um, But looking at the stats right now, I mean, if Mike Trout played a full season healthy... I think that maybe he's he's always a lock for MVP, right? But I think because of the injuries this year, Bregman currently has higher batting average, higher RBI, and a bit a bit uh, less OBP and less home runs. But I think by the time the year's over, Bregman's a, even a bit closer to that still. Um, and like, I think what most people do with the MVP award is people forget it's not supposed to be the best player in the league award. It's the most valuable player to their team, right? Mm-hmm. So without Alex Bregman the Astros still would be a good team, but they still wouldn't be a 100-win team. Whereas, I guess with Mike Trout, he is the best player on there. He is their team, basically. So they didn't they didn't make the playoffs, obviously, but I think that just because of the amount of success Bregman has had and has led his team to, I think that's why he should be MVP. Because that's a, that's a big topic, right? Like, depending on like what the definition of MVP is, if it's the best player in the game or if it's just, like, who put up the most stats or who's the most valuable player. The MVP is not like you can win offensive player of the year or you can win like, you know, defensive player of the year, like in any other sport. But MVP is how valuable are your team to your team? Are you if you if you miss like 10 games, what would your team's record be? How many home runs would they score? What would their like, you know, on base percentage be with like, you know, like overall as a team. So yeah. if you're if you're contributing to having a good overall on base percentage, you're contributing to a lot of the RBIs the team's having. You are valuable. And what I'm seeing, yeah, Mike Trout does carry the uh, Angels. So with having have having him out, you know, for start part of the season, I think did affect their season as well. So him oh, being yeah. healthy full 100%, they would definitely, I would say, be in the playoffs. So I'm going to say Mike Trout still worthy of the MVP candidate. It is definitely going to be close because Bregman could still pull off really good numbers. He does. Yeah. He's leading him in a few categories. Um, really, only two categories would be batting average and the RBIs. The home runs, he has five less home runs, and the on base percentage is like about 0.17 less. So that that's kind of my thoughts there. Like Alex Bregman, Alex Bregman, a really good player. Uh, like obviously the Astros overall a really good team, and I think without him, it wouldn't be as big of an effect with Mike Trout being out then. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, Mike Trout. Uh, honestly, I'm going to disagree with you just I'm gonna say that Bregman should win MVP personally just because he's had like the most success with his team I mean yes the Angels would be nothing without Mike Trout but I think just Alex Bregman the way he's kind of led this uh, this Astros team and yes like he's he maybe he missed a bit of time and maybe like the Astros are a really good team without him which they are but I still think that he should be the MVP uh, winner this year for the uh, yeah I'm not just you know, I'm just saying like Mike uh, the question was is Mike Trout still worthy he's still like oh, yeah. I know yeah Bregman can win but we're not completely gonna take out Mike Trout like Bregman oh, yeah, is definitely gonna win but I say you're not gonna completely count out Mike Trout oh, no, because he could still have Trout. you know last few games you know still have a really good season but if you look at yeah like you said Bregman really good season deserves it you know like really worked hard yeah you can never count out Mike Trout in this no. sport Already uh, moving over, uh, it still sticking with the ML, uh, MLB. The Phillies offseason move a flop with Bryce Harper, the big signing of really multiple big signings, but $33 million a year, 
34 home, 34 home runs, 109 RBIs, and a 375 on base percentage. Do you think they kind of he underperformed based on the money that he paid? Like obviously, not a lot of players like not a, not a lot of players who get a big contract perform that first year. There's yeah. a number of, there's a number of players who do, and that's awesome for the team. Like yes, he's worth that money that all the money that we paid yeah. for. But I feel that Bryce Harper kind of let the Phillies down in regards to his his season that he had. Yeah. Like, really, a, a pretty solid season, but not as good as you know. Yeah. Now that we just previously looked at MVP numbers. Not an MVP season, so no. that's what I think. Of I think that yeah, he he's making MVP type money, but he didn't have an MVP type season. I mean, looking at like some of the lower lights, like two sixty uh, batting average for the year, that's not what Bryce Harper is used to. Thirty four home runs, it's still a good feat, but it's not what Bryce Harper put up with the Nationals. Which I think it's funny that Nationals are going to the playoffs and the Phillies are already eliminated. So it's it, I think it's good for the Nationals because it shows how good they are without uh, Bryce Harper. And I mean. Bryce Harper is a very high-profile player, and he was a great addition for the Phillies in the offseason. I mean, the the big fish, really. Um, and, I mean, he's he's going to be great for years to come. And, I mean, I'm sure this isn't going to be – this this will be a down year for him, but I don't think – we still will still see some really good seasons out of Bryce Harper in the future. But I think that this was definitely an off year for him, and I think that – He's really he really dropped off after that big contract, like you said, and that like realistically the Phillies should have made the playoffs. Like everybody thought this year that they were going to make the playoffs with uh, Bryce Harper and a bunch of the other guys, Reese Hoskins. They, they looked like a really offensively strong team, and they just really didn't perform. Yeah, I think it would be definitely a disappointment, a disappointment from the Phillies fans when you talk about all the money that, like, we, like over the years and stuff like that. Like, where you can like talk talk about, like, I'd say the top five contracts where, like, maybe like a, a player signs for a lot of money and just doesn't perform. And like, maybe you know, this was just like the first year is never really, you know. I guess they were expecting a lot more out of him, and like maybe that first year yeah. is not always the best. Maybe in the second and third year, but let's just say like three years, like let's say this year, two years after, he doesn't perform. He's still not at his full level. Then he's still performing like these same numbers. Then you have to put in the question of okay, why did we sell this guy yeah. for like what was it the three what year happened, thirty? Basically. It was yeah, was it. 10 years, 33 million. Yeah, 10 years, $33 million a year. So, like, it was just an insane number amount of money, really. So, I just yeah. I just think that's go, to go into consideration yeah. part of that. He definitely was way too hyped up going into the season, I thought. And, yes, he did have a step back. I'm, I'm sure we'll see better Bryce Harper seasons to come, and I'm sure the Phillies will be doing well in the future. But it, this year was really, really a flop for them, I think. Okay, moving on over into the NBA. The ESPN Top 100 players going into this season was released. And a note to this is Zion Williamson was rated at 42 out of 100. I think he shouldn't... Like, he should definitely be... He should barely be... He has not played an NBA game. And how is he 42? Like, I just yeah. want to know that. Like, I think it's crazy. Because uh, you look at some guys behind him, just to name some names. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Clay Thompson, Kevin Love, Aaron Gordon, Andre Drummond, Clint Capella, Zach Levine. Big name stars in this game that are... That have that have that have really shown like they've put a name like they've they put, yeah. they they've made a name for themselves. They're all recognizable names. Yeah. Whereas with Zion coming in as a rookie, that's just that's crazy that ESPN would put him that high. And I mean, John John Morant was rated ninety uh, ranked at ninety three, which I think okay, yeah, he is a hyped up. Uh, he was the number two pick, right? He's hyped up going into the season. I can I can live with that. Ninety three yeah. overall, he's a really good player, rookie. You know, Zion Williamson should not be forty two. Oh, forty two no, is no way. way too high for me. He's not even like he's he's below like he's he's in the top fifty really if you think about it. Like he's yeah, just under that top crazy. fifty. And considering whatever like all the like the big shoe deal that he signed and the possibility that he's going to be already making an appearance in the 2020 
All-Star um, game. All-Star game and stuff like that. Like, I, I just feel that when when this guy, when this kid, because he's, he's a young kid. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, I'd say he's still, you know, 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid. When he goes in the NBA and he doesn't perform well, who's going to look bad? Is it yeah. going to be Jordan? Is it going to be the um, the, Pelicans, the Pelicans? Or who's it going to be? Like, is it going to be ESPN for rating Matt 42? And yeah. gonna, who Who is the guy who made the top 100 list? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, and I don't want this out. I want this kid to do really well. Oh, yeah. I want him to have a good career because he, he is getting so much hype and he has a lot of pressure on him. I yeah. can understand the pressure that he's going through right now, being rated at 42 out of 100 and he has to perform right yeah. now. And I just... And that that's that's just something that that's the way I feel, and I think that yeah. forty two is too high. I would rank him in the top hundred, but maybe like right around John Moran, yeah. around there. I I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I like the fact that they're even putting rookies going into this season because you don't. Yeah. Like Zion, there's always that chance of a bust, right? If you take a couple look, uh, look at a couple years in the past, say Anthony Bennett was ranked fiftieth overall in the top ESPN one hundred players, and now look at him. Everybody would think they were crazy, right? Like Anthony Bennett turned out to be a huge bust, and we don't know what's we don't know with number one picks. That's the thing you can never tell in the draft what a player is going to be. Plus, with Zion, he's already shown he can be injury prone. We don't know what could happen with him, and I think yeah, just forty two is way too high. I could see him maybe cracking the top one hundred like Jaw did. But there's no way he should be over guys like Clay Thompson, DeMar DeRozan. Like, those are top-name superstars in the mm-hmm. league. And you take a look at Clay Thompson, who's ranked 49th on this list. He was ranked 18th last year. That's crazy how much he's fallen off. Based on an injury, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, he didn't have the best season last year compared. Like, he did yeah. have a really good season. But when you think about it, like, with Zion as well, when you look at, like... I just feel that yeah, like being rated forty two is just too high, and the play like, and we we haven't seen a play yet. We have not seen him yeah. yet play an NBA game, and I just cannot rate a player like in my yeah. mind. If I were to like, okay, let's say the top fifty players, Zion is not in my top fifty. He's not in my top one hundred. There's he's, no. there's not, there's a hundred better players than him right now that have played at least one or more NBA yeah. games. In the league, you, that ca- I would you compare say. him to uh, the power forward ahead of him and the power forward behind him. Lamarcus Aldridge at forty-one and Kevin Love at forty-three. Those are two proven NBA stars. They can prove they can score and they can prove they can play with the top players in the league. Zion is in between those two. I can't see how he's uh, right now. Uh, I mean, you could say he's better than them, but you can't predict that he's going to be better than them going into the season. Like Kevin Love is a proven NBA championship and all-star player. And LaMarcus Aldridge has been a solid player for the clip, uh, for the Spurs, sorry, for many years. Well, an interesting point of it was, I think it was seen this a little while ago, is that every six years, every six years in the NBA draft, there has been a bust. It was 2007, yeah. Lamar Odom. 2013 was uh anthony, anthony bennett. bennett and now 2019 was zion's year now i'm not saying like that's it was yeah. just kind of an interesting like like anecdote of you know yeah. could this possibly be another bust year yeah. where the number one pick is just not good he's just getting too much yeah. hype anthony bennett was getting a lot of hype lamar odom was getting a lot of hype now obviously different reasons of why they're not in the league anymore anthony bennett just sucked lamar odom had some other issues as well yeah and it's just very interesting to see that kind of every yeah. six year gap and really i want him to, like i want to see zion williamson dunk and you know do all these crazy things that he's going to be able to oh, do yeah. the question is I don't know if he can do that though. Yeah, that's the question is can he stay healthy enough? And also looking at like the rest of this ESPN list, it's crazy because um, they haven't released the top two players yet. They have two players left that everybody suspects is going to be in the top two. Uh, or yeah, they should be in the top two. It's Kawhi and Giannis. They have left them off. But they have LeBron James ranked uh, third overall right now. I have a question for you in that sense. Do you think that that's unfair? Because it's the first time he hasn't been in the number one spot in many years, right? Since he it, came into the league pretty much. So I think it's fair because if you look at the season that Kawhi Leonard had along with 
Giannis Antetokounmpo, the two seasons, like the seasons that they had with the success they had, their teams, they took their, they both carried their teams into the playoffs, deep into the playoffs. Now, of course, yep. Kawhi beat Giannis, you know, with a little more playoff experience, you know, being in yep. the finals before. And then he took down the hobbled down, like I would say hobbled Warriors. It was, they were, yeah. they're a little hobbled. They, they did have some good stars. It was, it was very interesting. And when you look at that, that's where I can see why he is above yeah. LeBron. LeBron now, of course, you know, if he had led the Cavaliers to another amazing playoff run, you know, I can understand, but he, he, he missed the playoffs with the with the Lakers. You know, had a, had an average season. It was like it was it was a good season. Twenty seven points per game. You know, it was like it was like a twenty seven ten season around there, something like, like that. Know, yeah, something like that. A pretty good season. And I think a lot of players were thinking that, and a lot of a lot of analysts were thinking that if he had a better season, like overall, like record wise with the Lakers, he could have been a possibility MVP yeah. candidate. Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith was going on a rant about this the other day that I saw. He was saying how he thought LeBron James should be over Kawhi and Giannis still. And like you take a look at the season Kawhi had. And the season Giannis had last season Giannis was MVP and Kawhi led led the Raptors to a championship and I think that if you look at all three players overall Kawhi is the best two-way player in the game he can play defensively both. offensively both ways I oh, totally yeah, 100%. agree yeah. and Giannis winning that MVP it's hard to put him lower than a guy who didn't win an MVP in a sense he was the best player in the league quote-unquote right so it's hard to rank somebody higher than him in a sense and I mean LeBron James is LeBron James he's gonna he's easily one of the greatest players of all time some argue the greatest and like but you look at the season he had with the Lakers in the past, he couldn't lead them the way Kawhi and Giannis led their teams in a sense. So you can say, oh, LeBron James is a better team player sometimes, I guess, compared to those guys. And he is a star uh, offensively and most of the time defensively, I guess you could say. He's had his defensive moments, you know, 2016 yeah. NBA Finals, the crucial block that basically won them the game. Yeah. With Kyrie, with, with, with the Kyrie shot as well, like yeah. that led to the game-winning shot. Yeah. So I definitely think that LeBron James isn't questionable to look forward to. Like he's those three players right there in my mind are top three right now. Oh yeah, 100%. obviously the, there was another topic as well. Like where it was Kevin Durant obviously being injured, I think wasn't kind of in there. But I'd say yeah, if he Kevin was, Durant he was, was healthy, he would be easily. I'd say I would say fourth. Like he could battle with LeBron for third, honestly. I when, I could see that when yeah. Kevin Durant is healthy, he is a lethal scorer. He is a tall, seven foot, like slender. Like he's not very built though, but he can take he can make any shot he wants. Oh yeah, being that height. And then you have James Harden at four, who is also uh, it's it, it's really tough to rank some of these top guys, right? Because like, it's hard to compare even like a James Harden to a Giannis because they play different styles of games. Giannis is a driving uh, a driving forward compared to James Harden, who's a, a small forward, uh, mostly a shooting guard, can't play small forward, can't play point guard, but he's a genuine guard in a sense, right? So it's hard to compare those two positions when you're at the better stage in the game. Okay, moving on over into the week four predictions. Who do you have? If you just want to kind of just quickly kind of roughly go through the schedule, yep. what are what are we what are the first kind of so Thursday night, which is the tonight when we are recording this, uh, Eagles and Packers uh, uh, Thursday night football. I am going to go with the Eagles on this one. I mean, you, you never know what Aaron Rodgers can do. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is easily one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but I think I gotta go with the Eagles on that one. I'm gonna disagree with you. I think the Packers have had a pretty solid start to the season. I think the Packers uh, will go to win this game. Moving forward to the next game is... Uh, Titans and Falcons. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons on this one. I think the Falcons, the Titans have really struggled this year. Mariota, really, I think they need to reevaluate their QB situation going on there. Uh, Patriots, Bills. 
Patriots winning over the Bills. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think a, that's that, an easy one. That, yeah. That's a gimme. I mean, the yes. Bills. Well, the Bills will be three and one. Then they'll they'll no longer say, be three and zero. The yeah. Bills are three and zero, but everybody knows they should not be three and zero. Browns and Ravens. I'd say Ravens. Ravens uh, are winning. That. Yeah, I think so. It's going to be an interesting matchup though between Baker Mayfield and uh, Lamar Jackson, two young quarterbacks in this league. It's going to be a fun game. There was a questionable play call on the Monday Night Football oh, game yeah, on the fourth yeah. and nine. Now, I'm was... not saying that's that's not Baker Mayfield. You know, that's the offense. So what I'm saying yeah. is that if, he, if he's making that addition for Baker, that fourth and nine draw play, there was a lot of eyebrows going on. Anyways, yeah, on. Yeah, moving on here. Uh, Chiefs and Lions. I got to go. I got to go with Patty Mahomes on this and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes has had a stellar start of the season. Another good start. They're 3-0, going on 4-0. Yep. Definitely going to be in contention for number one seed over with the Pats as well. Panthers and Texans. Ooh, Panthers and Texans. That's a close I... one because Kyle Allen last week, yeah, yeah. he had a pretty solid game. <laughs> I think I, I think I'll stick with the Texans on this. I mean, I went for them last week, and I mean, it's with their offense, DeAndre Hopkins, all those guys. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be tough. I think of Cam Newton and the Panthers will put up a good fight, but I, think I will. The Texans. I will. I will go with Kyle Allen. <laughs> and okay. I, I I know I might you know sound on a limb, but you never know what this guy can do. So yeah. I'm gonna take the leap here and go for Kyle Allen winning. Um, over Deshaun Watson now, in the uh, offense. Keep on moving here. Yeah. Chargers and Dolphins, one of the two of the worst teams in the league, I guess you could say. I mean, the Chargers. The Chargers are winning this game. Yeah, the Dolphins are just too bad. The Dolphins are bad. We, we, I, I, I'm hoping they go six, uh, oh and sixteen, because that would just be so funny to see the Dolphins go and sixteen right after, like just after the Browns finished a couple seasons ago and sixteen. Yeah. Uh, Raiders and Colts. That's, that's can t- Daniel that's Jones pull one. it off two weeks in a row? Colts? I think Colts? I think the, the Colts. I think I'm gonna go with the Colts. I think uh, Daniel Jones takes down Derek Carr. You know, uh, Daniel Jones plays for the things. Giants, right? Oh, yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> all. It's all okay, good. Yeah. So yeah, yep. you, mean, you meant um, you meant Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I meant Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I know yeah, it's hard to mix bad. up. Yeah, so Jacoby Brissett. I would say the Colts over the <laughs> the Colts. Yeah, I'd say the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna over go the with Raiders, the Colts. Yeah. I don't know how I got those two confused. Anyways, Anyways going speaking of the Giants, Giants and Redskins. <laughs> I want to say Giants. Daniel Jones is gonna pull it off. Two no, he's going for it. Daniel Jones is gonna know. win Jacoby this one. Jacoby Percet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna go Giants on that one. Uh, moving on. Seahawks and Cardinals. You know, I'm a Seahawks fan. We had a tough last yeah. week. I think honestly. I think the Cardinals win it at home. I don't think I really. Ooh, I think betting Seattle, against your own team, really. I just think Seattle just has had struggled. Russell Wilson had a decent game last week, but the defense struggled, and Kyler Murray, and we got another. Yeah. And if Kyler you think Murray. about with the running back that they have, Kyler Murray's a running like he's a running quarterback. Like really, he's more yep. of a mobile quarterback. Then they have David Johnson as well, a definite running like a running back threat. Who, in my mind, could run all over the Seattle defense right now? Oh, yeah. Based on what Alvin Kamara did last week, we have no run defense. Yep. Just gonna say that out <laughs> loud. So if they do it, I'll be super happy. But yep. I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, one of the mm, probably more gimme games: uh, Rams and Bucks and Buccaneers. I think it's pretty safe to say the Rams would win this one. The Rams are another top team in the NFC right now. Um, oh, yeah. With yeah, with some other teams as well that are still undefeated. I don't think the Buccaneers could. No, ever the stack Buccaneers. Up, up, yeah. Up to them. Uh, Since Ryan Fitzpatrick left, it's been. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Vikings and. Bears. Hmm, this is an interesting one. Two kind of mediocre teams. The Bears had a 
very strong outing against. It was Washington though, so it was a questionable kind of win. Like it was kind of an asterisk win, you know what I mean? Like where yeah. is it? So I would say honestly, I I would say the Bears honestly you're winning. This I game. think I I'll agree with you on that one. I think uh, Trubinsky and the Bears. Are I think well yeah, one. I think Trubisky is gonna pull it off and again. He's gonna he's he's kind of got his arm going again this year, and he's kind of waking yep. up again. So you realize I got to start winning now, games there. Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Denver Broncos. I'd say Jaguars. I'm gonna go Jaguars. Broncos. As well. Broncos really just struggled. Like Joe Flacco. Yeah. Like Joe Flacco. Who? <laughs> exactly right. He's he his de- Baltimore days are behind him at this point. And yeah. then uh, last game on the Sunday night, uh, Cowboys and Saints. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm sticking with my Cowboys. Drew Brees is out, and I mean, yes, the Saints have Alvin Kamara, but we have Dak Prescott. I'm going with the Cowboys. I would go with the Cowboys as well. Their their game, the the Saints did have a really good game last week against the Seahawks, but they that's a much better, much different defense. And the Cowboys defense is very strong with the two young rookie linebackers, or two young not rookie linebackers, two young uh, linebackers in uh, I think Jalen Smith and uh, no. Um, uh, Kyle Vanderash. That's other line, yeah. yeah linebacker as well. Those two, they have two solid uh, linebackers, which will definitely help stop the run there in my mind. Yeah, and, and lastly, then Monday night game. Lastly, the, Monday night football: uh, Steelers and Bengals. That's a matchup. Bengals are not having a good season. No, Bengals. I'm going to say Steelers over Bengals. It's. I think the Steelers will win. Uh, Kyle Rudolph maybe will have a good game, but it'll be. T- it'll. It's not the type of Monday night football game you'd expect. They're two maybe bottom of the line teams, especially now that Ben Roethlisberger is injured for the Steelers. I think I'm going to go with the Steelers over the Bengals on that one. Okay, moving on into the Melvin Gordon situation. He is apparently returning to the team this week and end his contract holdout. But there's a new story that even broke today that apparently, despite him returning uh, this week, you know, returning for the rest of the season, he's apparently ending all in 2020. He's gonna end. The t- he's gonna leave the team in 2020. Is that kind of the report that's going on yeah. right now? Yeah. It says he won't play this week, but uh, he's looking to end his holdout, and he probably won't play in 2020. Continuous for the uh, Chargers. Which, I mean, Melvin Gordon, I mean, go get your money, man. Like, <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see uh, what uh, what he'll do after the season's done. I mean, he can be a valuable pl- piece to any team, really. He, like, he is, a, he is a solid running back in the NFL. He did a really good job last year with the Chargers. The Chargers clearly just, I don't know if it's just, if it's just the contract issue, if they don't have the money to pay him what he's worth, you know? And maybe a lot, like in my mind, if, if I'm if I'm a player, you know, like if I'm an, a running back, you know, I deserve this amount of money, you know, like that's what I think of. Yeah. And maybe the agents, you know, maybe, and like you have to tell was like, do you have the cap space to fill me? Because if not, yeah. I can, you know, maybe I'll just take like, you know, like a short, you know, deal, like I'll just sign like a deal, you know, whatever it is. Like even like if it's a less money, if we are going to go win. Obviously that's not the case this year because the Chargers have kind of struggled here and there. Or yeah, they're they're kind of struggling right now. They're not playing the best football. If they were like you know two and zero or like you know two and one, whatever it is, I think they're yeah. one and two. I think to believe. I think um, so yeah. So like that's what I think about it. So when you when you think about like of course you know I think we talked about this a little last week as well. Like players taking pay cuts to go to win. Yeah. And I think about when you have this situation where possibly you could take a pay cut to go win. Maybe maybe he doesn't want to go win, and maybe maybe it's just maybe it's just like the charges that he doesn't want to go play for and maybe he wants to go play for a different team which I can totally understand you know want to get a yeah. change of scenery you want to go do that a team that can pay him a, a team, team that can pay him the money that he wants you know sit out all you want it's not really a big thing. Like it's a big. It's really affecting the Chargers though. You can oh, tell because yeah, they have no. They have really no running back threat, yeah. which is what made the Chargers so deadly last year. Was surprisingly actually was the Melvin Gordon uh, rushing t- attack that they had last year. So I think I find that very interesting. And yeah, like yeah, you would agree that it, it's, it's a he's a valuable asset to. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent, very valuable asset to the Chargers. 
Alrighty, moving on over into the NHL. Brady Kachuk signs a three-year, like this was a, there was Braden, Braden Kachuk and Braden Point, both signing yep. three-year deals, but different, a million and a half difference between Kachuk's contract and Point's contract, about seven and a half million each year for around there, around for Brady Kachuk, and then six million, three million, yeah, I mean, a six million deal each year for three years for Braden Point. What is like? What are your thoughts on that? You know, like just want to get your. Yeah. I think that the Brady to Chuck deal is really good for the Flames. I think he'll be. I mean, I think it's a reasonable amount of money for the season he had, seven point five around there, much less than Mitch Marner, which we all knew. Um, I was surprised by the bridge deal. Honestly, I thought he was going to get signed uh, longer term in Calgary. Um, and uh, Braden Point. I mean, this was. I think Braden Points is just a huge team friendly deal. I mean, it's a bridge contract, and he'll make. He, he's going to make a ton of money in his next contract. For for sure. I mean, he had one point less than Marner last year, and really, he should be deserving Marner money. But him making six million a year that just fits under the Tampa Bay Lightning's contract uh, salary cap. I, sorry, I, I think they had eight million cap space, so they yeah, kind of like so kind of gives him a little bit of wiggle room, you know, yeah. just for like you know. Other so it's it's a very it's know. a very team friendly deal, and I mean, I think the uh, what the Lightning's pitch point was to Braden Point was the fact that hey, we were the best team in the NHL last year, and we should have. We should have won the Stanley Cup last year if we didn't get swept by color, uh, not color, Columbus. Columbus yeah. Yes, um, so they're looking to run it back with a team that's even improved as they. Well, some of them have gotten older, which has improved. St- Stephen Samkos has gotten older, which maybe means he decreases. Who knows? But he's Stephen Samkos, so he's easily still a great hockey player in this league. But I think that um, their whole pitch was, yeah, like Braden Point. We are looking to go into the season doing the same thing we did last year, which is win a bunch of games, and hopefully this year we improve on off of based off of last year. And uh, yeah, I think that's like why the team friendly deal came into play. I was surprised by three years. I thought uh, maybe if it was six million, maybe only like a one or two year deal kind of thing. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how much he makes really uh, once his uh, contract is up. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. I think the me- basically how the media went is they said, hey, listen, we don't have as much money to pay you as you as Mitch Murner. We really should be paying you $10 million and a half. But what we're going to do is like, we'll sign you a bridge deal, three, you know, $6 million each year. We're a really good t- hockey club. Yep. You, you can like make a little bit less money, but you'll have the chance to win, yep. ring, uh, to win a Stanley Cup, you know, would be yeah. a Stanley Cup ring. Get a couple like rings. Yep. Get a couple rings, you know, here and there. Don't make as much money. Because in reality, if I was a professional athlete, you know, a lot of players, you know, go for, you know, they go for the money, they go for the fame, you know. Yep. But I think really players should, and some players go for the rings, you know, they, they oh, yeah. go for the rings, some players just go for the stats. And I think when you look at this, it's like for him, like it's a very team friendly deal. It really works out for both sides. Like obviously Braden Point not making as much money, but he's going to make a massive amount of money on his next deal. Oh, yeah. Either be with the, uh, with the Lightning or with another team as well. Yep. Um, so I think it's definitely a team for in regards to Brady Kachuk. I think that's an excellent year, three years, seven and a half million dollars. Oh, yeah. He's he's in there for another three years in um in Calgary, you know, a very young core team who was oh, 100%. Again, again similar to Braden Point saying, Hey, we were the best team last year in the uh, Western Conference. Yep. We can probably do again, sign with us a little bit less money and you're gonna have yep. a great season. So yeah, exactly. I just... And he'll make a whole bunch of money too once his contract's done. And uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what, what Calgary can do with that young core next season, uh, with uh Brady to Chuck and all them. Alrighty, moving on some to some new news regarding Austin Matthews. The Austin Matthews situation regarding in Arizona, basically the uh like I think I forget what happened. Can you just kind of go like I, it was there was some situation in Arizona with a uh, police basically, officer and there was basically a number of things a little mixed yeah a little, not some nice things happening there. Yeah, basically the the short of it is he got drunk uh, in May in Arizona and ended up getting charged for disturbing the peace basically. 
did did some stupid things while he was drunk. It yeah, it's a long story. I mean, I don't know if we have to really go over it. We we yeah, we don't really like go into the details, but I think it just says something interesting in regards to players doing stupid things when they're not like they're not behaving themselves 100% and they would say like and I'm saying like Austin Matthews seems like a really nice guy oh, yeah. he seemed really audience I watched the uh, interview there that uh, Kyle Dubius had like with the media stuff like that he said like uh, Austin called him right away he was yep. honest with him there was no ducking no nothing he was very honest with the situation yeah. he knew exactly what happened he said I'm really sorry you know like this happened yep. and he even released to the media as well he didn't say a lot as well he said I can't really say a lot you know dude yeah. I can understand be the media like don't yeah. say a lot, you know, just kind of be quiet with you, yeah. you know, just kind of say, here's what it is. And I, we don't like to have to go full into it. I just think it's interesting in regards to it, it happens, you know, like, yeah, things happen with players yeah. when they, you know, act in a disorderly way or like if they, you know, ends up getting drunk or whatever it is, they have too much to drink and they, they're, you know, they're trying to have fun. Yeah, it's, it's it, the off season, right? It's the like, off season. Anything can happen. There's been a number of players in other sports, as you can yep. other players who have done far worse things yeah. than this. This is just a minor yeah. thing. But in regards to the sport of hockey, we haven't really seen that in a way. We haven't really seen this in a while, like this no, kind of situation no. in a while. But I mean, I like what the Leafs are doing with it. They're, uh, and like Matthews kept it simple in his interview. He didn't want to reveal too much. No. He didn't want to say too much. And I thought that was a really good classy play by him because he doesn't want to turn this into a whole drama fest, right? No. He doesn't want to become like an Ezekiel Elliott type of thing or an Antonio Brown where he's turning it into this whole big deal like media, hey, look at me. He's trying to downplay it. He's trying to keep it so the Leafs go into the season with kind of just a dull roar, right? Like last year, there was so much drama with the Nylander contract, so much drama with Mitch Marner's contract. I think what the Leafs are trying to do this year is just kind of go into it smoothly. They have all their contracts done. They have their team set for the year. They just want to go into it without any drama. And then this comes up and they're trying to just kind of muffle it, I guess, in a sense. And I mean, it's not something that should be muffled in a sense, but it like needs to be kind of controlled, right? Because you don't want this to turn into a whole big thing throughout the season. My question is, is what does this do for the Leafs captaincy? They said they're probably going to name a captain this year. Everybody thought it was Austin Matthews. I personally thought it should have been Morgan Riley just because he's been the longest with the team and he's been the heart and soul of the Maple Leafs for many years now. I thought it honestly could have been Kadri last year too. Um, but a lot of the reports coming out now that it's going to be John Tavares. I just wanted to, I don't know, what do you, who do you think should be the captain of the Leafs this coming season? I would say, like, despite this, like, I, like obviously this situation that happened with Austin Matthews does not help his case in regards to being oh, yeah. captain. So I would agree with you that John Tavares could be consideration. He's a veteran player. He's got a lot of experience, a good rap sheet, like a clean rap sheet, I would oh, say. Yeah. Not really a rap sheet, you'd even say, of anything, like, you know, disorderly like that. And, and, it, and I feel bad for Austin Matthews because... Oh, I do too. Like, clearly someone, like, you know, this happened back in May. Someone found this or someone, like, you know, yeah. heard about this and like, yeah, let's put this in the media, right? Because they're looking yeah. for something. They're, yeah. they're always digging for dirt. And we can only understand they're looking for a story. If they can do this, you know... And it would, and especially when they knew that the Leafs were looking for a captain. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was on purpose. You know, maybe it was. Whatever the reason was, I definitely think that yeah, um, John Tavares should be the captain of the Maple Leafs. There's yeah. another because like yeah, Morgan Riley getting in, being the longest standing Leaf there currently, yeah. still before Nazem Kadri after he left. Yeah. It could be a number of players, but I'd say John yeah. Tavares, being a veteran player, being a good conduitly. Uh, the player who um, acts in a yeah, and I manner. think that um, Matthews Matthews is one of the more uh, one of the most beloved Leafs, I think, and I think what they've kind of done with the situation is they've made it so p fans can still love him, love him in a sense. Like they're trying to make it so it's not this big, like that big of a deal. Because you saw what happened when Nylander, with the whole contract situation, people started to hate on him all the time, and people um, before well, the Marner contract did get a bit out of hand with people starting to hate him online and stuff like that. But they kind of they got that. Side 
solved, solved obviously, and they've kind of made sure that the season is going into no drama. And then this comes up, and I mean, Matthews, I think, is still going to be one of the most favorited Leafs. I I mean, I personally thought that he, he was going to be the captain. I mean, he he deserved it, honestly, going uh going into this season, and the Leafs haven't named a captain in a long time. And it's a huge honor, right? Like, the Maple Leafs are a pretty high-end team, and you need a good player to hold that role. And I think that as, I mean, Austin Matthews, I think, was going to get it um, before this incident happened. Uh, I think he still might honestly get it, just because he is one of the greatest young stars in the league right now. I mean, he's up there with the Connor McDavid's, and yeah. I mean, JT has a strong case, and I think it might be him just because they want to kind of maybe move away from the fact that Matt, like this situation with Matthews, I mean, they might just want to move away from that and name JT the captain just cause for courtesy reasons. But I still think Matthews should be in consideration for that type of thing. Already that wraps up our discussion regarding the NHL and the restricted free agency of uh, more signings and stuff like that. Brady Kachuk and Brady point we are in also the Austin Matthews, Austin Matthews situation. This has been episode seven of on the rise podcast with your host, Sam and Evan. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at rise podcast and tune in next week for more great sports content.